Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, hold your tears, get the napkins, you know, you might cry a little bit. Batting coach Sean Casey will not be back next year. So the uh, batting coach of the Yankees brought in towards midseason, former player, former MLB Network analyst, um, will not be returning. He announced on his uh, podcast, The Mayor's Office, that he feels, quote-unquote, it's just not the right time for that, or it's not the perfect time for that. So whatever that means like that. I just really think he sees this roster. like, I, I can't do anything with these guys, so you know, I'm not going to sit here and take the brunt of blows. I'm going to go do something else. So I don't blame like that. So we'll look into that whole situation. Again, I'm not really big on hitting coaches. I really... I don't really think they do do that much. I think maybe pitching coaches could just do a little bit, a lot more, just because you think with arm slots and release points and things like that. That's something I think you could coach a little bit more. The batting, I don't, I don't really put too much in stock into bat, hitting coaches because, and again, you, you never see one stay with a team permanently, which just tells you all you need to know. These guys are in and out all the time, uh, drop like flies, bring up a new one. You know, it's, it's not a long term thing, so I think it's a fluff position. But nevertheless, uh, Sean Casey will not be back for the next, Yankees next season. So we'll get into that, and as well as we finally do have our World Series settled upon. It's probably one of the more unlikely pairings we, you know, you, you would have guessed, but it's going to be the Texas Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now it's good in one way because now it's finally. Two teams that are neither the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Houston Astros. And like the first time, like eight seasons, neither one of those teams have been in the World Series. So look good. Get to see some fresh teams in there, uh, which is refreshing that end. But it's not ex- exactly the most excitable uh, World Series matchup there. I mean, Texas Rangers fan base. I don't know how many outside of Texas or how many Arizona Diamondbacks fans there are outside of Arizona there. So it's not the most exciting. So I'm sure MLB Network uh, executives, and I, I'm not sure they're dying for this matchup there. So I don't think they're going to really get a lot of eyeballs on this World Series. But nevertheless, it is refreshing to have two other teams in there. And again, teams that really you know haven't been there in quite some time. I think Texas last time was like 2010. And Arizona, of course, if you're a Yankee fan, you remember that disaster, 2001. Uh, so it's been 22 years for them. But the problem with the, those two teams is that good as refreshing, but you have to look at their records. Texas with a record of 90 and 72, lost out on their division the final game of the season against the Astros, who had an identical record, but had the tiebreaker over them. But more scarily or more frighteningly for baseball, uh, is the record of the Arizona Diamondbacks, who came in as a wild card team and has had a record of 84 and 78. So they, they couldn't even get 90 wins. I mean, back in the day, uh, even during the original, original, original wild card, I mean, if you didn't have at least over 90 wins, you couldn't even sniff the playoffs. Now you have a team that with only 84 wins, which is only two more wins better than the Yankees. The Yankees finished um, 82 and 80. Just to think of that, that the team's going to the World Series right now in the National League is that only two games are better than them. So uh, it's not good for the brand of baseball. And if you look at some of these other teams, uh, like Baltimore, the Dodgers, and the Rays, and the Braves, some of these teams have won 99, 100, 100 plus games there all got shelled out pretty much early uh, in this postseason run there. So it's a bad look for baseball. So we'll kind of get into all that. And if I think baseball doesn't do anything to tweak that. But before we get started, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So wherever you get your favorite podcast, type in Section 420 Talking Yankees, the podcast. Follow, subscribe, get notified, get these little rants like this. Again, some Yankee-related, maybe a little off-Yankee-related, but try to keep it as Yankee-related as possible. But we have a long off-season ahead of us, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Interviews, some book authors, other podcasters, all cool stuff. Make sure you subscribe to get the inside track on that. And also, you want to get on the YouTube channel as well, the video version of the show. Uh, go to YouTube, Section 420 Talking Yankees. Subscribe there as well. And if you check out the latest episode from a day or two ago, kind of tinkered with the quote-unquote studio 
a little bit. Add a little bells and whistles there, so a little different look. So check it out. And if I, yeah, you could go maybe comment, maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it. Any suggestions? Open to suggestions. That, you know, throw something into the suggestion box. No curse words. Thank you very much. So we'll get back to for Sean Casey. Won't be back with the Yankees next season. And I just think so. Casey looks at this roster, and even if they bring in one or two good hitters there, I just don't think there's much he's going to do with it. So I don't blame him. Just want to let me just get that heck out of here. And he actually didn't really do that much with the Yankees. Um, the team batting average during the second half of the season went down from 231 to 221, so they lost 10 points. And the OPS, which is on-base percentage plus slugging, went down from 0.711 to 0.688. So um, didn't get much better under him there. There were a few things like, you know, for like a week or two, like Stanton looked like he was starting to get on a roll a little bit, had got a little bit of the homeronitis, but then he kind of fell right back into his below 200-ness there. So not too much from him, and he really didn't do anything really to help rectify DJ's problem as well. So um, I guess he just decided, you know, he liked it, but, you know, it was a little bit fun for him, but I guess he'd rather do other things. So maybe he'll go back to whatever MLB network or something like that. Um, yeah, good guy for the game, you know, good personality and stuff. But it's just, yeah, again, I don't know what much more you could do with these guys. Maybe some of the younger players like uh, with Volpe, maybe you could try to, you know, get him hit a little bit better like that. But again, with, with a hitting coach, it's really hitting you either have it, you don't. It's swing and hit, hit the ball, see the ball and swing and hit it. And then once while you have players who looks like they're on the downturn of their, their career and they kind of tweak something and they just, you know, become a, a great player again, magical. But overall, either you have it, you don't. Either you're old, you're not. And I just don't think there's really much, you know, he could have done or any else could do, someone could do to, you know, get these players to hit better. It's just you got to get a quality squad. That's basically what you got to do. That will improve the hitting. Uh, so Sean Casey not back for the Yankees. Again, doesn't really make much of a dent either way. So we'll see who they bring in there. But the bigger problem with baseball, again, getting that to their product is that you had teams like the Baltimore Orioles who won 100 games. They were not involved in the first round. They got to buy there because they were a top seed team. And what happens? They faced the Astros and they get wiped out, swept in four games because they were sitting around doing nothing for almost a week. And a couple of managers complained that, yes, this had mainly for the hitters. If you're not hit, if you're not facing live action, you know, you go have all the simulating games you want. You lose your time. You lose everything. So the top team like the Braves, uh, which were like the best team in baseball. They got uh, bushwhacked by the Phillies there. Arizona, absolutely surprised the Dodgers. No one really saw that one coming. Uh, so it's bad for your sport because, again, you have, you know, six you know six months of the season, five, six months of the season, and then just like a week or two later, your top teams, all your top teams that were great during the regular season, all pretty much wiped out. And now you just have this 84-win versus a 90-win team. Now, it, it adds excitement and stuff like that, but it's really overall not good for your game because basically it renders your regular season as basically useless. And you could do all the right things. Things. Um, again, the Braves, yeah, everyone's going crazy over the Braves all season. Even with Matt Olson's like, ah, the Yankees could have had him, you know, a year or two ago. And look how great he's doing, all this good stuff like that, and Acuna and all that stuff. Well, that, that's all gone in, in, in a flash. So, not good for the game of baseball. This is from, you know, last year when they added the extra round of the wild card. It gets more teams involved. So, yes, you like it from that aspect. You know, you get more fans, their eyes in the game there. But you do run the risk of this is where you have pretty much, I want to say middle-level playoff teams, almost like low-level playoff teams uh, going all the way to the final dance there. I mean, it's not really should happen. You guys say something like Houston, all right, right, they only had 90 wins, but we know who Houston is. They're very experienced. They've been to the World Series a couple of times there, so even if they don't have the number of wins they normally have, you can at least understand them getting into the World Series. You can't really understand a team like Texas with 90 wins getting into the World Series, especially the fact they kind of, you know, lost to Grom early on in the season, and, you know, they made some small moves, some small pickups, but not really a team you're expecting to be in the World Series. You would figure maybe be Tampa with their 99 wins or Baltimore with their 100 wins uh, or Houston like that. You're not expecting to take that. And, of course, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, you take them versus 
the Braves versus you know the the Phillies and versus the Dodgers. I mean, the Diamondbacks would be the least favorite in there. And again, get hot at the right time, and that's just something I, hope, I was hoping the Yankees could have done. That's why I really thought Hal made the right decision by by sticking with the team and not trading off. Because look, this goes to show that you just get in there, you get hot, you get a hot pitcher and a couple of hot hitters, and you could t- knock off all the top teams. You know, you just they got to be in the dance to get there. So that's why I thought it was important for the Yankees to try to get into the dance. Unfortunately, this uh, never really got fell short, never really got an opportunity to do so. But this goes to show the records don't mean anything. Just get in there. But that's not really good for the game of baseball. Now, uh, is Major League Baseball going to do anything to correct that? I don't think any time near, near term. I mean, I just think they like the idea of more teams in it because that's more revenue, more t- you know, more games on TV, more th- uh, seats being sold, and you know, more fan bases kind of clued into the to the game versus kind of dropping off in August and kind of you know turning their focus onto football, which they kind of do anyway. But still, um, you know, if your team's got a shot, at least you're going to pay attention a little bit more. So I don't see baseball doing away with it now. If this happens like another two or three years in a row, again, it's just bad for their product when you have your 199 win teams. You know, sitting ice cold for a week, and then when they got a team that's been playing just maybe within a couple of days, they get wiped out. So that's not good for the product. So if that happens another year or two, maybe then I'll see. I can see baseball trying to find a way to restructure it and just kind of really, really penalize the teams that are on the bottom end of there of the wild card, get almost like no rest at all, or maybe to shorten the days off in between these series so these teams are not waiting around like a whole week or so to play active baseball game. They're gonna have to tweak something because not good for your sport when all your top teams are pretty much not involved in your in your World Series. That's the whole thing. That's you know, that's like. Uh, yeah, it happens in football too one time, you know, so it's, it goes both ways. But really to have all the good baseball teams, the Braves, the Dodgers, uh, Tampa, um, you know, teams that are around, just around the 100 win mark or over, all just you know, being wiped out very quickly, uh, it's not good for the sport and not good for the brand of baseball. So we'll see what baseball, I don't think they'll tweak anything moving forward, but if this happens in another season two, you could probably expect that. So that's the episode, kind of short on the side, uh, but uh, make sure you subscribe. There's a lot more stuff coming up. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.